So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers. You know you can call me if you need someone. I'll pick up the pieces if you come undone. Welcome back to Hosers. This is episode 79. I'm your host, Chris Killingsworth. Joining me as always is my co-host, Carter Lupel. Carter, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, Chris? It's going well. Thank you for being a part of this. And if your sister says another word into the microphone, we're going to have to start over. Yeah, we'll, so, we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll chop it. We'll, that'll, we we'll, take, we'll take care of that in post. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what we can do. Uh, we've also got, uh, <laughs> what did you say? It's in a filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Woo! Touchdown! <laughs> oh, you're so disrespectful. We hate that sport. Do you know I love Austin Matthews? That's my hot take on hockey tonight, boys. <laughs> God bless her. Kennedy Lupel, ladies and gentlemen. You just said God bless her. Okay, we gotta get recorded. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> Woo! Home run! <laughs> oh, Carter, I love it. Thomas, it, what's it's going our, on, it's buddy? It's mine and Kennedy's birthday on the 18th, so we oh, sh- we can... It's getting she, close, baby. She can, she can do that. Sorry. Go ahead, Thomas. Uh, yeah, it's going well. Uh, I forgot what the question was. Is it just... How's it going, Thomas? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just just pleasantries, like, how you doing? Yeah, you know, those types talk. of things. The weather's nice. The weather's windy down here. We're talking about the fucking weather. Oh, we are talking about the weather, it's and been, it's fucking windy here, too. It's been... I don't know what's with Ontario, but, like... It's just been crazy, especially down here by the lake, because we're just, like, steps away. It's been fucked. Like, my, we have, like, a front door, and it's just, like, swinging open to shit. <laughs> We've got a front door, too. So, no, I mean, that's, like, that's just, that's maybe. the rain that the Leafs have been bringing to the North North Ooh. Division. Oh, wow. Spicy. <laughs> I like it. Um, sorry that I had to let the intro breathe a little bit, guys. I know I like to try and cut the song off, like, 30 seconds in. I, like, just had to air it out a little bit, because, uh... When I hear the song, I think about Justin Bieber's love letter to the Toronto Maple Leafs with Hold On. You guys have seen the video, right? Chris, it's it's not too late to say sorry. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, It's not. You're absolutely right. And you guys know, well, you don't know because we haven't recorded since his actual music video came out. But the original video for that song is a cinematic masterpiece. I'm just saying, okay? I don't want to spoil it, but I think you guys need to watch it. Then the other day, Robin sends me this video, and I think it's some person from one of the various Maple Leafs blogs in Toronto who came up with this fan video. But no, it's Justin Bieber. He made this hold on video for the fans. Uh, And for that, 
I love you, Justin Bieber. Um, Did you see the? Uh, do we think oh, that wait, is Justin? Wait, who's Justice Bieber? Oh my God. No, no, no. <laughs> who's Justice? Justice Bieber. Justice Beaver, he's a Canadian superhero. Oh, he, he's uh, in the new Snyder cut the, that's coming out next he's week. He's the front man for uh, Chopped Under Ice. Uh, he's, uh... <laughs> Justice Beaver. <laughs> that's Justice Trip, but I appreciate uh, you working through that. Yeah. Um, I do have a question, though. Is Justin Bieber more important to the Toronto Maple Leafs than Drake no. is to the Toronto Raptors? No, no Drake is the, like... He's already written, like, a he's bunch their, of these songs. He's their global ambassador. Yeah, he's literally employed by the team. And, like, Drake does songs that are literally referenced the Raptors, like, back-to-back and stuff. Or it's more like Toronto sports, yeah. like, Jays and stuff. But, like... And he's he's got his own VIP nightclub yeah. well, like, in Scotiabank Arena. If Bieber, like, yeah. literally mentioned, like... If Bieber did, like, hit him with the four, like, Austin Matthews or something, like, literally did... Big Tune. Did that... Then okay, maybe he's like etching on, but like the song had nothing to do with the Leafs. It's just like I'm gonna make this song. Yeah, I guess so. I'm gonna make this song and then just like have a Leafs fan cam attached to it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was basically a Leafs fan cam. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. The hug with Austin Matthews is so cute, oh, so powerful, <laughs> truly powerful. No, but like I think. We are going to see, you know how Justin Bieber's like mostly like got his life back on the rails uh, in the last couple of years? If the Leafs win the cup, it, it's, it, it, it we're going to We're going to lose him again? <laughs> we might lose him again. <laughs> He'll go through child star phase two? Yeah. yeah 100%. 100%. We'll have another and, Macaulay and, Culkin oh, on our hands. Oh my God. Jesus. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but. Let's uh, let's kick it off with a, a quick life update, uh, Carter. We're gonna need a little bit more than just grinding away at school, man. Sorry, guys. Um, okay. Um, Nike's eyes got infected. Oh, oh. So I kind of wish you just said the first the first part. Still but. grinding away at school, guys. What's new? <laughs> <laughs> what um, happened? Is he gonna be okay? Oh, he's gonna pull through. Um, the vet says that normally happens to gorillas that roll around in the snow. So it's <laughs> if anyone's if anyone's seen pictures of my dog, he's basically like a, a bulldog gorilla mix. Like he's he's so big. He's got this big yeah. head. Like he's he's so funny and he's so playful. But he like so I adopted him. Um, I guess in October. Yeah. And the previous owner wasn't too active with him like i don't think he like he lived in a condo um like in the city i'm pretty sure um and he's like 80 pounds he runs like the wind all he wants to do is play but i don't think he's ever like played in the snow before so this year he just went wild in the snow nuts yeah and so i like he got like a little like he got like pink eyes so i thought balto was farting on him in his sleep but (laughs) it (laughs) was It was uh, that that old gag. It, it turns out it wasn't that. It went to like both eyes, and it was like super gross. And I was like freaked out because like, like you guys know with dogs, like eye injuries are like, like it's either like stomach or eye, and that's like the worst thing that could happen to a dog. So I like rushed him to the vet, um, and yeah, he's like, well, it's it's 
like 99% rolling around in the snow and other dogs shit <laughs> like salt and bacteria yeah. and garbage and everything like that or it's allergies um, or yeah. he's got like it's it's all with vets it's always like okay it's either this extreme thing or it's yeah. this thing that's like not so extreme but and obviously you pay it because you love them so much but the cost for those two things to determine that are the exact right. same oh my god yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like that happened with balto a while back they're like oh yeah he's either got this like this terminal stomach illness or he's just got an upset stomach, but we have to put him on this food that's like 75 bucks a can, and he has to yeah. eat two cans a day for 14 days. And I was like, are you kidding me? And they're like, yeah. well, and I was like, well, obviously I'm going to pay it, but like I need to I need to ask if you're kidding. And so it was the same thing with Nike. They're like, oh, yeah, we need to do this exam, this exam, this exam, this yeah. exam, this medication. But he's fine. He's uh, His eyes are coming back to normal color now. He's like better spirits than he's been in the past couple weeks so i'm thinking it's just something to do with the snow that's my life update now is i'm i'm a vet now you're a vet yeah Yeah, i'm a vet now support our (laughs) troops baby i love it yeah like nike he he's such an interesting little creature when we take the three of them to go for walks and the husky can kind of keep it on the rails in the snow but you see this guy and he's got full like full body in the snowbank rolling around i'm 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 hopeful that that everything's going to be okay man that's that's kind of a a scary thing to kind of go through so yeah well i just feel bad because like he's obviously loves it and it's like i don't want him to not do it because it's so fun watching him like right yeah it's kind of like watching curtis gabriel fight all of these people right now (laughs) And yeah. you're like, I'd love to see you fight all these people, KG. Friend, friend of the uh, podcast. Former guest of, of the podcast you're listening <laughs> to. Friend of the show. But then I I see him take a few and I'm like, mm-mm. Yeah. Get, get, my, get my adult son out of there. You <laughs> oh, know no, what baby. I mean? What is you doing? <laughs> yeah, it was fun, the, the Kyle Clifford <laughs> Yeah, clip I don't know. Him just like on the bench. I, don't even, I would do a lot of things to hear what he i know like he probably was saying nothing or whatever or nothing at all but it's like you have to wonder what he was saying yeah we should get him back on the podcast and ask him but 100 percent. i'm sure yeah, when the yeah. season's over he'd come back on again and talk yeah. about all the craziness but yeah it's oh man I, I i there's a part of my brain that goes like full neanderthal oh, that love just it. loves the fighting like i basically like build a fire in the middle of my room and i'm making noises at a tv and shit um i, lo- I love it i start smacking sticks and stones I think together I wrote, the, I wrote the same thing but it, uh, about i wrote this article for uh broad street with like because basically every flyers fan wants the toughness back and like are crying about like wayne simmons still gone yeah. and still like leaving after like a few years but like yeah they yeah it was basically summed up to like the flyers don't need more toughness they're like a different way of tough now like they're just hard to play against sometimes but it's like literally i mentioned like i had a whole like well, section yeah. of the thing was like trust me i love fighting like i literally like my smooth brain goes like nuts over like raw break clips or whatever <laughs> like it's just like yeah like it's yeah don't but the only like you don't see it anymore though because like 
your hand can't learn to punch a helmet. Like that's what? like you can't you can't prepare for fight anymore. Like you can't take Remember your that? helmet off. You can't like, take your elbow pads off. Like you can't one. I think it was fight, the, right. I might be remembering this wrong, but there was the rule about helmets where like you can't take your own helmet off to fight. Yeah, so that still exists. And no, I remember dudes were taking yeah. each other's helmets off as like a, a, like a loop around. Like, well, like yeah, I you remember can, seeing yeah. that. I, well, like, I well, yeah, you can so do that. Of it this one season. And then the league must have like come and be like, you can't do that either or whatever. Like, But I remember doing Right. But, like it has to come off naturally. Like, so that's the, that's the thing. Like, so you can't take your own helmet off. Like you can't, like with, within the, like the player dress code, like you can't alter any equipment yeah, or be yeah. on the ice without any equipment in its like proper place. Like that's yeah. why. And then, so, but refs also can't intervene where it's like unsafe for them. So that's why you see like the refs hop in, like, it seems like an inopportune time. Like, visually but at that point they're like okay this is our chance to like intercept it so like even if their helmet comes off like in the fight the refs that's like that gray area where it's like okay they're against the rule book but the referees can't interfere at this point so they have that window to fight with the helmet if they're both off you know what i mean because it's past the yeah. point of safety to interfere to like break it up um yeah but- well and sometimes the helmets come off like kind of gradually but i'm thinking about some of the guys who just don't wear visors and they just keep keep it on mostly well that's why like if you're gonna fight you have to fight a guy like you're basically fighting like lucic or or well yeah like if if you don't want to bust your hand on a visor like so i feel like that's still one of the yeah Yeah, bogo doesn't wear one ryan o'reilly doesn't wear one the bends don't wear them the bends don't wear them yeah but like i think that's why we're seeing a decline in fighting because guys don't want to like you're you're punching plexi right and it's like like you can't bounce back from that as fast as you can from hitting somebody in the face or like whatever you know yeah. so it's yeah i think that's why we're seeing a de- that's my take on why we're seeing a decline is because guys well, just tired of like yeah you're not recovering you're, right you're just like fighting yeah for sure helmets. like you don't see fights like like actual physical fights in the NFL or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's the same kind of thing. And I, I, this is totally aside, but it would yeah. be like interesting to, to like see who is going to be the last one of like no visors. Cause that's all grandfathered in. So it's basically whoever's wearing them now are the only people allowed. So like, I think probably, yeah, well, I think it's, well, no, no so anyone can take it off. Like, you have no they can't no you, the, the only rule is if you've played less than 25 games prior to your entry level you have to have no, it, it fixed, a, probably fix your a helmet grand, this was during are the you lockout, sure the 2013 per- lockout where they 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 made it mandatory for anyone entering the league then, yeah it was but anyone that didn't but anyone that was didn't wear a visor before that from that time yeah could still do it so that's why reeves and like o'reilly it's but goes it's in the league then and didn't wear yeah. one so they continued it. So now it's like anyone that. So eventually they're gonna age out. So everyone yeah. will be wearing a visor. Right. No. Yeah. It's o- O'Reilly's the youngest player that doesn't. Yeah. So no, beginning it, uh, with the 2013-2014 season, yeah. all players who have fewer than 25 games of NHL experience must wear a visor properly fix their helmet. Visors are to be affixed to the helmet in such a fashion as to ensure the adequate eye protection. 
um, and then if they wear their visors incorrectly or whatever, they can toss them. But I I think it, it it's like it's it's a codified thing. Like it's not it's not rigid. Like they um, like it's like a lot of the guys they they grow up playing with visors. They like they yeah, and so they're used to it in the league. And then they get into the league, they're like, holy shit, this is such like we're competing at such a different level. And so it's I feel like they just keep it on. Like I don't. It, yeah, and between be... the one of you guys has to find. Oh, so where that's, are you reading? So that's it from? more so. That's, that's like rule nine point seven rule. of. That's like the visor like tilted up. That's more so. That's so the the paragraph before that the NHL also no, will no, be addressing the incorrect use that's the... of player visors. Officials have been instructed to be diligent with observation. So that's more so if they have a visor, they have to have it up over their head. You know how like Kamarov literally like would have it on top like a pair of sunglasses. Yeah, but I'm... Yeah, he left set. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid, but I'm saying the visor rule specifically is if you have fewer than 25 NHL games okay, experience, me... you must wear it. So if you look up... Yeah, you know... Rule I, 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 have, I have fighting about it. Listen, this is all riveting stuff, and I'm sure people are in their car and they're just like, yes, this is what I listen to the podcast for. I love this going through the CBA NHL, with NHL the, decides the to fucking fellas, you know? I, I'm, uh, so it was from 2013, so it was around the lockout. Well, it was the lockout. <laughs> no, but that's a, di- yeah, that's a but different I'm rule. Saying the, the rule. <laughs> no, Thomas, contracts, See, like you guys contracts are, are my thing. Contracts are my Carter thing, dude. Carter is the closest I'm to gonna... a lawyer. So if anybody wants Tio to should, litigate... Tio, reply with this. I think that's the right word. As soon as he listens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, it's... Gonna, okay, you guys keep going. I'm gonna go to the like official like <laughs> oh my handbook. <laughs> I've pulled I've too. pulled section nine point seven and nine point seven is fewer than twenty five games. Well, you know what? It does all come full circle though, because this all started with me being like, Carter, what's new? Expecting him to talk about law school and here we are. Uh, while you're looking that up, Carter, Thomas, what is new with you? Um what what's uh, what's new nothing. and exciting? Uh, I'm still in Oshawa. Still in your world, buddy. Um Pretty much the same week, got the podcast, got the other stuff, the podcast that shall not be named. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did that. Voldemort, the Harry Voldemort Potter, Harry podcast, Harry podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, nice. Individual, though. just all just the Draco music. Malfoy fan um, cams. No, but it's good. Like, it's pretty chill. We're like doing painting <laughs> in the house now, so doing all that and like still on. Yeah, so just household stuff, you know. Nice. Getting my getting dirty. <laughs> getting dirty. <laughs> um Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I've seen that Brazzers scene. Like where the, the couple moves in, they're painting. <laughs> Step brother, <laughs> you know that whole that whole that yeah. whole thing. Uh, <laughs> that's cool, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, could I just have one of you hey, guys ask you? me what's new with me so I don't just go on like my own? What's, like, what's new tangent. with you, buddy? Thanks, thanks. <laughs> just because otherwise it's like yeah, not a whole lot going on over here, you know. No, but um, things are pretty chill here. Uh, I got a new computer, um, which is exciting. 
Um, I did this thing for a while where I sold my old MacBook Air and I got an iPad Pro and I became one of these people that was like, laptops? No, I'm a tablet guy. There's nothing that you can do that I can't do. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was just sick of living a lie. So here we are, happy with this new M1 MacBook Air Ooh. for peak performance. We out here. <sighs> I'm proud of you, and buddy. that's oh it. Oh my god, that's you basically just... it for me. Um, <laughs> roll up the rim is back. Can you just send the CBA to me. Oh this episode yeah, of Hosers is brought to you by. <laughs> Did you just like control <laughs> advisor? I'm gonna literally pull. No, up it's CBA, not control advisor. <laughs> oh my god, you literally sent the CBA. I fucking cannot deal with either oh of you God. right now sorry dude okay. i had to, uh, contracts are like <laughs> yeah. I, I think i'm right I, i'm never asking you how you are gonna, ever again I'm, okay i'm tweeting it i'm tweeting it. <laughs> i'm staring at this right <laughs> in the fucking face <laughs> yeah the i NHL. think i'm right okay while you guys are looking at that i wanted to oh yeah tweet it tweet it yeah yeah that'll go over well lots of lots of smart cba people on fucking twitter not god thomas um thomas what did you think about this trade for the leafs as they shore up some goaltending depth uh yeah the guy that they're getting is okay he played well in the league i think for carpet um and if you want my serious take on it it's kind of like it's similar to like the levo trade where like dubis was doing right on his guy because or like players because there's just no room for him in the lineup like, they just, like, couldn't um, find space. Okay, I got two people saying yes, correct, on my thing. Uh, on my <laughs> okay, anyways. But, um, yeah, I think I think it's fine. Like, the guy that they're getting is fine. He might not be anything. I don't even know how old he is. Um, he is fine, whatever. And then, like, the def- letting in... There's still those believers that, like watched a lot of his game in the KHL and like just really like what they see and believe that he can be at least like a top four even top four NHL defenseman just if it's the right place and the right time and everything and he is 27 so he's already getting up there in age so it's hard to see but like I think Columbus do have room for him like Wretzky's not been great and I don't even, like Gavrikov is the, I think they're second on the left and I don't know like there'll be there's power play time for him like the Columbus needs any offense that they can get so it's just like how like if you get a bottom pairing defenseman that can chip on chip in under power play for giving up your like second string AHL goalie whatever like it's fine like you from Columbus's point of view it's a pretty good gamble to make and for the Leafs it's you're losing out on a guy that you signed in the free agent as a free agent that could have turned into something but you have better defensive ahead of him so it's just a matter of opportunity yeah i just didn't think it was going to work out for him and i was also like definitely on the hype train of letting um, having such a great season in the khl last year but i guess as time's gone on i'm just realizing that like just because they're you know, a sure thing in the KHL doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate. And I wouldn't say that he played poorly. He just didn't really have the opportunity. I think he had 
three assists in like 10 games or something might even been less than that um but ultimately i think this is a good move because it's going to allow uh the leafs to you know hopefully rotate in rasmus sandin and lilligren so we'll we'll have to see how that plays out but um yeah i i mean i'm excited about it um he was a sixth round pick and he um has played in north america a little bit already uh which is good so it's going to take me a little while to learn how to say his name without stuttering all over it. So for the time being, we're just going to call him VV, and uh, we'll we'll kind of go from there. Veiny. Big vein. I'd actually written down a. I was going to write. Uh, I, I wrote a joke I wanted to tell you guys about this. So maybe we could. Uh, you guys could just indulge me a little bit here. Um, you know, in Batman, where he goes, you. You see yourself uh, long, um, no, long enough no. to become the villain. You live long enough to become the villain. Yeah, 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 yeah. You become the Vevelina. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm gonna workshop it a little bit more. I think. I think. So it's, I think it's good not... for the Leafs, though. Like it. I know you guys have been talking about it, so I ran and grabbed another beer. And... Classic hosers um, move. Just sneak out to go grab a fucking. Yeah, do Mil- Is it Miller time over there? That's what it looks it's like. Miller time. Just like I knew it. Keep talking. I knew it. Keep talking. No, I know. I saw you. Um, I knew you were going to grab a beer. So I'm not sure if I'm just repeating what Thomas says, but probably not. (laughs) Well, no, I like I I don't know this shit like you guys know it. But if there's one thing that I can like comment on from an outsider's perspective, it's like either pouring more money into like a defenseman that it's 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 not like it's beating a dead horse, but he wasn't he wasn't really like he was middle of the road and like you guys know like watching Hutchin that stresses me out so like having some other goalie that they can invest in seems like a good play for them especially when that's like their point of contention is no depth there right yeah and especially if they lost yeah their goaltending depth is yeah not great well, especially that they lost delta waivers like beginning of the yeah. season and that's like if this yeah. guy replaces that or like just so that you can kind of like if this guy can be more of a buffer between yeah. like the ahl and nhl level like more so like because you have your good prospects like ian scott and joseph wall where more like yeah. you want to make sure develop correctly if this guy is more so like will be the first call up in like a super emergency where like the three or like hutchison anderson and campbell are all injured then like you can just throw yeah. them to yeah. the wolves kind of thing then sure like and kind of protect yeah. your other guys um but like yeah i don't i don't know like i think the general consensus was like bogosian really surprised everyone of being as like competent as he is if that's like the right word like i think i would have had letting in ahead of him on the depth chart to begin the season because i wasn't a huge yeah. bogosian fan mm-hmm. but now after watching a couple games and stuff i'm just like paying attention more it's like yeah, Bogosian basically just won the job. Yeah. He won the seventh. He won the seventh, sixth defensive yeah. job. But that's just like yeah. that's just time falling into its role, right? Like he's like this was. I feel like for Bogosian, like it's like that's the name that you've heard long enough, like in around the Leafs. Like it's you either, it's it was like shit or get off the pot time for him as well, right? And he stepped up. Well, I mean, he was able to play like such a great role with Tampa last year. Yeah. And I think the thing with Lettinen that's tricky too is is that like the Leafs have players like Lettinen, yeah. right? Where 
if you look at Columbus, they don't really, especially if they move out a guy like Savard at the trade deadline, which I think a lot of people are expecting him to, to move on to a, a contender. Yeah, but he was great last year. Like, I mean, he's more of a defensive mm-hmm. defenseman, I would say, where Lettinen brings that more kind of offensive element. But Lettinen's a guy that can, you know, quarterback the pl- the, the, plower the plower play, <laughs> the PP power play. There we go. Um, and I think really his skill set is just that, uh, you know, that, that they don't really have, well, right? And I mean, Columbus, the last little while, has needed all the help they can get, right? So yeah. from that perspective, it makes sense. I like the trade for both sides. Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> I, yeah. What can I, I say, guys? It's not like Team a trade. fence, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not a trade that needs to be like super analyzed. It's more so like Dubas doing well by like letting into this, like his first real trip in North America. Um, Right? Yeah. He didn't play, like, college, right? It might be... Uh, like, no. Yeah. No, but it, 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 it's smart to make a move now, though. Like, it's... I'm not sure if we've talked about it on the podcast before. My brother and I were talking about it, just, like, with this April deadline being somewhat of a useless deadline because there's no... Like, any player that comes has to, like, come quarantine for two weeks, then right. learn the system. Well, that's the thing. Unless, yeah. unless like, it's, like, within the, the division. Yeah, but... And like, but and that's, that's what I mean. Harder. Like it, it yeah. yeah. Like it, it, regardless, it takes time to like. Even if you look at things like, like an instance like Panarin, like he's skating, but like he's not, like he's not fully slotted back into the lineup, and he's at that top level, right? Oh, and so, my God, don't remind me, dude. And so my fantasy <laughs> team is getting my ass kicked because Panarin, my top pick, has been out. Thanks, Putin. <laughs> But Rick. but yeah, like any move that you can make, like a month out of the deadline, is gonna gonna be more beneficial for you than making a move at the well, deadline, yeah. right? Well, so think, it is just yeah. like doing a bit of a smart play because he's getting ahead of that, so he can have that emergency goaltending when he needs it come the playoffs or if he needs it come the playoffs, right? Like because April is April's useless by playoff time. Like they're they're I feel like they're barely gonna see playoff ice if they trade in April, right? So. Well, yeah, if, like, yep. if you I make, agree with that. If you have to do, like, if you're traded at deadline and you have to wait the 14 days, you basically have a month of the regular season and then the, um, and then the playoffs start. So that, yeah, like, you're going to be practicing. If you're not, like, if you're not that A-list player, you're going to be, you're going to be practicing at minimum two weeks to learn yourself a system and get into the line and yeah. everything like that. So it's yeah, anybody I do wonder... who, who's a bubble, like a bubble player like or sorry like a cusp player like if you're like a, a b level c level player you're going to be skating for like around a month three weeks to a month with the team before you're getting yourself comfortable and natural and playing regular games like it's it's like a, it seems like a headache to have a deadline this late but right. it's yeah I don't, it's i do wonder if we'll be seeing more trades in the next two weeks because we are now a month ahead out of the deadline like exactly Excuse me. At the time of the recording, so it's like pretty close. Yeah. Like, I do wonder if we're going to be seeing a lot more just because of that kind of factor and the new weird. And I know like the Brun and I think Jareger were saying that it might be a quiet deadline because all this stuff and like don't get your hopes yeah. up or whatever. All writing all these columns or like, but then also churning these ones out of like, where's Matthias Uckholm going or whatever. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, well, I, I feel think, like we're gonna see blockbuster trades right like the big one we're not going to be seeing like ian cole goes to dallas for a fifth round pick that like those kind of trades i feel like we're going to be more seeing like t 
teams are loading up and like yeah. the teams that I think a lot of teams will just keep of what they are like I know I wanted to get to it later but like the wild of where they are and I've written about it a little bit was like they entered the season with like zero expectations of like whether they're successful or tanking or whatever it's just like we're rolling this out whatever we're gonna do so yeah. like I feel like and then we're gonna be selling at the deadline because we got all these expiring deals they have like five people on the roster that are pending UFAs so like it makes total yeah. sense to be sellers but then I think with this, this this success and then also like the factor of just the growth right now the comment is like I don't know I think there's going to be a lot more teams kind of going that, down their path of kind of just sticking with the guys that they have. This is what like, we got. Yeah. Just well, like, yeah, pe- people are going yeah. to be like necessity shopping and necessity buying or yeah. necessity like selling and necessity buying. Like it's, yeah. we're not going to see like teams take a gamble on trades or things like that. They're going to have a very specific like slot that they have to fill and they're only going to go for a very like niche few people who can fill that void in the least amount of time for it to be like beneficial to them when they need it right yeah i think it's yeah. just basically going to be like we're making the deals that we need to be done like if we're a contender like if we're the leafs the abs if the want lightning want to compete again whatever blues like if they're or vegas or whatever it's like the top top teams will be adding in those significant holes and then like the teams in the next level will be basically be like we're in the middle of a pandemic like why sell the farm right now like if the season yeah. that we if if it's a lost season if we like lose in the second round or whatever it's a pandemic we're not getting gates like we're not earning a lot of money anyway yeah. so then it's like oh there's going to be such a wide gap like on yeah. the return it's like you're either worth nothing or you're worth everything yeah. right like it's and so making those like little like middle of the road deals that like like yeah it's it's not going to be worth it for anything right yeah yeah and i mean even if you look at the the trade bait boards that are now starting to percolate a little bit over the last little while because yeah to your guys point like there's a good chance that this is all going to happen a little bit earlier than we all expect and i think that that's probably a good thing given it's a shortened season if you've got to get a guy in get familiar with the system etc etc you know plan for injuries and things like that um the trade bait board is looking a little bit barren i would say right now (laughs) yeah like here here's the top 10 and maybe we can break down a a couple of them so this is from tsn uh from uh two days ago so for for wednesday so number one we've got matthias ekholm he's number two we have david savard number three we have ricard raquel number four we have taylor hall Number five, we have Nick Felino. Number six, we have Mikhail Grandland. Number seven, we have Eric Hall. Number eight, we have Brandon Montour. Number nine, we have Bobby Ryan. And then number 10, we have Jake DeBrusque. And I think that's just because uh, he's going to be uh, RFA, I think, after next year. So of those, uh, seven of those are UFAs. Yeah. So guys like Bobby Ryan, Eric Stahl, Mikhail Granlund, Nick Foligno, yeah. etc. Um, if you look at those names, like it's crazy to me that Taylor Hall is further back than the likes of Ricard Raquel, uh, David Savard, and Matthias Ekholm. But of course, there's been a lot of conversation about Taylor Hall, so I was hoping we might be able to pivot to that a little bit. Um, 
Shane O'Brien had an interview uh, a couple of days ago that made people upset, talking about how Taylor Hall is not necessarily like a complimentary player, but there's players where they make their team better. Um, I've experienced and seen in coaching that there's players that, you know, when they're on the ice, they make make everybody better, no matter what. Um, And if you look at Taylor Hall's season, I could see where that perspective comes from. Uh, What do you think of that, Thomas? Sorry, I was just reading the athletic trade board. You're saying Taylor Hall makes everyone better? Well, that he there's there's conversation that he doesn't oh, make no, people he does. better. He makes himself. He does. Yeah. Okay. He, he, well, let's hear like, it, buddy. He, not to go like so much numbers or whatever, but like he drives play exceptionally well as like a winger and like someone that has been kind of on just shitty teams for basically his entire career. He's been like the top player. It's that old like. Is that old adage of like, you're just your top player on a very good team, on a very bad team? So, like, it's yeah. always this burden of, is it him maybe? Is it like, he's always just run out of town because you need to, like, rebuild and then you basically point to the one guy that can, might bring you something back and then, you, and then you're like, okay, we'll just sell him, whatever, it's easy. Like, I think it just makes. Like, it makes sense that he's, like, labeled as that because it's just been a winger. He just scores points. He's very good offensively, and he's just been on terrible teams. And, like, of course, in hockey, you can't be one player and, like, win games by yourself. You just can't do that as well as other sports. So it's, like, it's just difficult and hard to see. And, like, the Sabres have kind of tried doing that, but I think it's more so of, like, and we've gone in the Sabres past episodes of, like, a uh, systematic issue with them and, like, just how they're built um, and just coached and everything. But I think with Hall, he would instantly become, like, if he makes a deep run, he would get such a massive payday. Like, if he actually, like, went to the Leafs or whatever and was on, like, Tavares, Hall, Nealander, like, that'd be fucking insane. He would basically score, like, two points a game. And also, really? like, well, yeah. He, he just needs someone to pass it to. Like, he's an assist guy. Right. And yeah. so, like, if you're an assist guy, you're driving the play, right? And... Like, to your guys' point, like, he, he's at Edmonton, New Jersey, and Buffalo. Like, obviously, you're going to have the McDavid effect where you just get exhausted, right? And so... I don't even know... How much did he play with McDavid? Like, was um, it... He played, in, he played in Edmonton, like, he was drafted by Edmonton, and he played in Edmonton, I want to say, a good five or six years. Like... He was there for a while, that's for sure. I, I just met McDavid effect, like, you can see the, like, as amazing as McDavid is, you can see the fatigue in his, in his, um, like, his livelihood, right? Right. Yeah, I think, yeah, that, that was definitely part of it. I mean, I think you saw that on Eberle a lot, too, and at times Nugent Hopkins mm-hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. I mean, obviously, us, you know, living close to Toronto and, you know, two of the three of us being Leaf fans, although, Thomas, I can never really tell what side of the fence uh, you're on these least. days. These, uh, So, sorry, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just seeing this. He, so he barely played with McDavid. He played no, six, I, I was, I was saying the McDavid effect. Sorry, no, I know, I know what you're saying. 
Sorry, I just, yeah. but it's like crazy that they didn't put them together. Like, those are yeah. stupid. They paid 75... He played more with Neil Yakupov than McDavid. But that's it. Don't you like, dare. Like, it was... McDavid was 75 minutes of 5-on-5 five five ice together. 75 minutes over a span yeah. of three years. Because I think they were... Yeah. Oh, no, maybe two years. Because I think he just spent two years with them. But yeah, like, I was going to say, I don't think it was quite that long. But that's the mentality of coaches, right? Like, they take... They feel like if they have certain all-stars they have to keep them separate you know what i mean and like oh, if thought... you look well yeah look at the look at the challenges they have with depth in, in edmonton now and i you know th- this is more taylor hall centric than it is edmonton centric yeah. but for the sake of example like you have to split up dry and mcdavid you have to and i mean i think we're kind of seeing that in the with with the leafs right now where they have moved time into the third wing to play a more of like a utility role and he's excelling but they need a top six forward right so with everybody wanting it to be hall i don't see it happening but i did see it positioned a couple times in the last few days somebody like nick felino who's defensively responsible or like mikhail grandland who you know could pivot to center if he needed to i would think i think i'd rather have felino um and and maybe move hyman back to where he was I'm thinking. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, are we doing like Leafs like hypothetical trades? Because they're they're honestly like they're on the cops of being like the best team in the league right now. So like they should add some. I mean, and, like smoke them if you got them right. Like we gotta if if we can talk about it for a few okay. minutes, I'm down. Like like out of the list though, looking at them like like they it's either well Ekholm would be great. Um. Yeah, but at home I think would be amazing. Yeah, I don't, I don't then, think they're getting at home, but no. But like, if we're playing, if we're like shooting for the stars, like at home, um, or Felino would be like a wild veteran presence to have. Like, I feel like he's kind of cursed in Columbus. Um, but like you said, if you put, but like, think about how much of a piece of shit Nick Felino was to play against. No, that's what I mean. Like he's in the bubble, right? Like, and so like he was such a shithead, and I was screaming at my TV. Yeah, and so, like at Nick Felino. So having, I'd love it. Having Felino would be like, and he's that guy that's he's been through it. He knows what's up, and the Leafs. You see that with like, it's I like, I love watching the Leafs when. They have an important draw, and Spezza takes the draw, then skates right off the ice. Like yeah. they're doing these little, like these little things with their like more veteran players. Like they're playing chess, not checkers, you know. And, Ooh, big, big time! And so like it's like to see something like an Ekholm or a Flino or even a Hall or even Stahl would add to something for the Leafs. You know what I mean? And so, like, yeah, yeah. like we're I, playing the game of life. We're not playing hungry, hungry hippos, baby. I think Felino, <laughs> that's what I always say. It also matters of like cost too. Like I know Felino's no, a penny. Sure. I like if I was looking around the league of like who I would try to like more so get, just like actually improve. Well, yeah, like cost too much. Yeah, unless you're like unless they're retaining salary. Well, they could retain salary, and if you're sending money back, like if like if you're sending. Well, then you'd have to give up. You'd have to send back Kerfoot, though. Oh, I'd do that. Yeah, I would too. I'm not <laughs> I mean, like, Kerfoot's biggest fan. I think they're UFAs at the end of the season. But it's also like, it's yeah. the matter of like, I would love Raquel because he's under contract for another year. 
Um, or yeah. I don't yeah. know about Forsberg. I don't know what his but those are the guys like. that get that get but, their like the, but, the well. That's it. That like, cost a lot. You've got the cost certainty. That yeah. would cost a lot because like Raquel is just twenty seven and like he is has been an electric player in the league for a while. So it's like yeah, and he's been down. Re- he's yeah, been down recently, but he's on like terrible Ducks teams, like worst bottom bottom teams. So it's yeah. just like that are just zapped for offense. Um, it's true. So, like. I agree. So, like, just imagining him next to Nealon or Tavares, like, he would instantly just make everything better, and then, like, everything else kind of trickles down. Like, you get Hyman yeah. Kerfoot, Engvall, or McCabe, or whatever. Like, I think... Yeah. Like, you're, you're getting I think, a return on his cap, is what you're saying. Yeah, it just And if, it just if you get a guy... It just, like, matters what, like, the price is, too. Like, if you're wanting to go in because you're... You see that you're one of the top teams in the league right now, if you want to go in, like, crazy, kind of, like what Tampa did with Coleman and the Goodrow trades, yeah. then yeah, like if mm-hmm. Raquel costs a first and like a couple of your prospects that you like love or whatever, like Ronnie Hron Har- 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 or whatever, like if it costs a first in him, okay, I can't yeah. say his name. Heron, but Heron but he has better, just call him like, They have a better chance of Anaheim retaining a salary than they would if they were to pick a UFA though, like no one's gonna retain well, the, a salary. I, the best I thing think is that Raquel, if, I don't even know if they would need to, because he's only con- he's only getting paid like three point seven. So yeah, yeah so it's with, th- I think it's three yeah so, three point nine or three point yeah something yeah. like that. So like with the daily cap hit at the deadline, he would only cost I think like around two. So then yeah. you basically just even yeah. it out, and Kerfoot's probably going the other way because of expansion and stuff, and then yeah, it's just whatever. Yeah, I think. I think that's the other part of it too is that you have to consider Seattle as well. So any move that any teams do right now, you have to be cognizant of all the other factors that we've already talked about, plus the expansion draft. And even then, like if if we all believe that this is the year, which is the most insane thing I've probably said because I am so pessimistic about the Leafs. But if this is the year that they can go a couple of rounds, fingers crossed they win the cup, they are the best team in the NHL right now. Like, that's, that's, min- that's no, a fact. So, <laughs> yeah, no. what I will say, though, is that if they have the opportunity to add a guy like Raquel and a guy like Lilligren has to go the other way, like one of their higher, you know, highly touted prospects, then I think this is the year where that has to happen. I know people have soured on Lilligren, but the Leafs have some great prospects that no one ever talks about, right? Yeah. You've got, um, oh, fuck. Well, you've got a couple college guys right now. Like, you got that Finnish player um, that fuck. won the Rookie of the Year in the NCAC this past Is year. I'm going to forget his name. Mittenen, yeah, that's the one. So he had 23 points in 24 games as a rookie. Pretty good. You've got, like, Nick Abrazizi. Yeah. Pretty He's good. He's pending college like, game, too. Like, he might not sign. You've got guys. I think he will probably sign with the Leafs. I, I hope he does. But that's what I mean, right? Like, they've they've got guys. Like, they're at a place now where they can move prospects like Tampa Bay had to do last year to, to make those types of trades happen. It was happen, like the McDonough right? deal, too. So, I don't like know. Like, the McDonough deal, they had to... 100%. Of, like, and, man, that's, that's turning to, like, a steal for Tampa now. Like, the Rangers... They 100%. Well, they had shit. to give up... Howden is and, the worst uh, forward on the Rangers team. Like legit. Yeah, I know. It's so bad. It's 
it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't know. I know people don't listen to us specifically for the Leafs takes, but well, even it, it's good. I mean, if they got Raquel and they got even a guy um, Cole. with a little bit more of a veteran presence, not Ian Cole. Ian Cole's no been thanks. really good in Minnesota. I know he's he has really been. Good. Oh, you listen, you wanted to talk about Minnesota, but before we do that, Carter, how much more time do we have before you got to? Uh, uh, you got only go? a few minutes. I'd like to be at by nine fifteen. Couple more minutes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. All good. Um, Thomas, let's talk about Minnesota quickly. Okay. Carter, if you got to drop off, no worries. Uh, yeah, you, 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 have talk, you, you have all my takes, you guys. We'll talk about the. We'll talk about. It's true. We know you're. We know you're a busy boy. Yeah, I was. Carter's like, yeah, guys. I gotta dip out at quarter after nine. He's just gonna be laying in bed reading the thing. He's like, Thomas, you motherfucker. I know I'm right. I know I'm right about the visor. No, I was gonna say. I have so many people responding to my tweet now. Okay, I what have, are they saying? I like well, Corey Schneider. A few minutes. Past guest to the past <laughs> guest of the show, Corey Schneider said, "Yes, I think Ryan O'Reilly, Thornton, Reeves, Ben, and a few others are the only ones who won't wear one." And then everyone's like, "Correct. Yes, this is correct. Yup. Yes. Bingo. Like, yeah." I'm you're... Thomas, it's that's a okay. rule book. I don't care what hockey. Rule. I don't care what hockey Twitter has to say about what they they think the fucking rule is. That's a great quote. I think that's what we call the episode. I don't fucking care what <laughs> hockey Twitter cry says. More over Montreal. Oh shit, they are. <laughs> don't you? Don't bully him. Montreal is gonna be good soon. At some, at point, some point, when they get above average, Thomas, goal you didn't even tweet Carey the Price. screenshot. You fucking rigged the fucking election. No, oh my goodness. That's a different rule, I swear to God. Fuck it, you're pouring honey, Thomas, is what you're doing. Oh, saucy, I like that. Okay, well, this is going to be a, a, a quick episode here, but I can I get a couple of questions from the mailbag in? There's no mailbag. I didn't do it. No, no, I got, oh, okay. I got, I got questions here okay. from the people that are in my hockey fantasy group chat. <laughs> Here's a couple. We'll just do speed round. Uh, first name that comes to mind. Try and be thoughtful with your answers. But uh, my friend Theo, question: Who is the fattest ass in the Chell? Sidney Crosby. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, good one. Uh, from Adrian Bertuzzi: Will Matthews finish first in scoring, even with his injury? Yeah, he's. I say yeah, yes. He scored two goals the other night with his injury. Okay, I like that. Who, which current player do you think wheels the hardest, and why? Uh, right now, it's got to be Austin Matthews, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it has yeah. to be. And then a couple serious questions mm-hmm. before we roll out here. Rank the top five dynamic duos in the NHL today. Today. And that'll be the last question. Uh, Landis oh Gog McKinnon. I have, to, I have to write this down. Huh. We got Landis, Dog, Landis Gog McKinnon. Yeah, it's got to be up there. Matthews and Marner. I'm, I'm literally got to be Marner up there. Okay. Can we count uh, the question? Mm, I don't see why not. I'm going to do uh, Suter Spurgeon. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. Uh, I think you probably got to do, like, maybe like Pedersen uh, Hughes if that counts, or Pedersen Besser. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Could you do like Bergeron, Pasternak, or Marshawn and Pasternak? I would do Marshawn yeah. and Bergeron. Yeah, that's Mar- yeah, that's, that's probably better. Yeah, Marshawn and Bergeron. Um, um, you guys have another one? Couturier, Giroux. Giroux's been playing really well against. Um, yeah, he has right. been really good. That's Jeez. true. McDavid and Dreisaitl, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Can't believe I didn't think of that one. We talked a lot about Canadian teams. Uh, let me try to get some other ones. Uh... Oh, Carter Verhage and <laughs> Sasha Barkov. <laughs> well, Barkov Huberdo, like actually. Yeah, Barkov Huberdo more likely, but Verhage's been lights out this year. Um, do we have to rank them? We're just name. We're just Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan. Do they even play together anymore? I think that that was like. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the like the top would be, but like Murray Matthews. Oh, John Tortorella and Patrick Line. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good one, I think. Oh my god! All right, listen, we're gonna we're gonna bounce because Carter's got to go, and Thomas, this is just our way of uh, pivoting away from the Minnesota Wild until next episode. You guys are gonna. Yeah, win, I'm fucking pissed at you, Thomas. They're gonna win the cup. <laughs> oh, that's right. The boys are fighting. Yeah. That's right. I think the only way to settle it would be a fight. I'm gonna right. No, I, buckets. I, I still have to fight. Um, oh fuck! I forget who I'm fighting already. <laughs> to yeah, still fighting To. And then the winner has to fight Thomas. Yeah. I and I'll be in a bikini holding up the <laughs> round sign. I just don't understand how you can read it right in front of you. That's guys. a different <laughs> rule. It's about the comrade. It's not rule. a different rule. Well, guys, thanks for listening to episode 79 of the CBA overanalyzing I don't fucking care what hockey Twitter thinks podcast. Again, I was your host, Chris Killingsworth, and you can check me out in person if you want. Um, I live in Barrie. I live in the South End. Come and find me. I'm the one with the fresh new haircut. Uh, Carter, where can people find you? Uh, at Carter Lupel anywhere beating up beating up thomas <laughs> in real life beating the wheels off you can of, find me throwing this throwing hands over here. <laughs> wow savage i like he it believe in science what about you <laughs> thomas do you have anything that you'll be writing about in the next little while that doesn't involve uh, the cba i'm writing about joel farabee broad street and then and then just ship posts at hockeywilderness.com uh twitter no salary Love it. and listen to big shiny grooms there you go now you know uh everybody out there farah be kind to yourself and to others again i'm chris killingsworth and this has been an episode of the podcast hosers we will be back next week subscribe to the podcast on apple podcasts soundcloud or google play and we'll see you next time thanks for listening bye guys So I was reading the rule, and Thomas, I have to say you're right. Poorly written rule. Wouldn't stand up in court. Don't buy it. But Thomas, you're right. I was wrong.